All right, bro. You ready? Yes, sir. All right, so we're going to start from the beginning. All right. So um, wh- where are you from? I'm from New York City. I was born in Brooklyn, um, raised in Spanish Harlem. Okay. Okay, when did you move to New Hampshire? Um, I moved to New Hampshire at the end of 2015. Okay. It was like uh, December, like, 15th 2015 that's what's up did you grow you grew up with both parents and shit both parents in the house nah, my God. nah. just a single just a single mother how the hell was that like how how was living like that um it had its ups and downs i mean my mom was um a single a single parent but she was um a white woman she adopted my brother oh, yeah. and me so you adopted? Yep. Okay. Okay. So what made you want to go in the military? Um, I tried the college thing. I went to a, a prep school um, for high school. And uh, I played sports my whole life. Um, lacrosse, uh, hockey. Well, the sport. I played hockey since I was four years old. Okay. And... Um, but I quit my sophomore year of high school um, and played basketball instead. But lacrosse was my sport. That's what I got recruited to college for. Mm. And after not being able to go Division One because my grades weren't at the level that uh, they needed to be to be um, allowed Division One, yeah. I went D3 and um, ended up flunking out of school. So... Um, I tried to do the military thing. That was my decision. It was right after 9-11. It was um, my sophomore year in high school. And so I knew I wanted to do the military at some point. I, I tried to do the college thing first, though. Um, but once I failed at that, I went into the military. Wow. Wow. So what's the um, – so you say you had a story? Yes, sir. About the military? All right. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're ready. So basically, I went to uh, 2000, it was June 2008, and I was um, just struggling uh, out here, you know, and I was living in Brighton, Austin, um, homeless, but I had two jobs. And so I decided to join the military, and I spoke with this recruiter um, and uh, signed and enlisted for five years, even though he advised that I enlist for three. Um, so I enlisted for five years, um, signed up, and the first place I went was Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, uh, for basic training. Um, I decided to be a chemical, biological, radiological, nuclear weapon specialist. Um, as my job, um, and what that entailed was protecting my 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 guys um, and girls, uh, depending on what unit I was gonna go with, um, from any chemical or biological or nuclear um, or radiological threats. So if at the time we were in Iraq and Afghanistan, so um, they were making uh, our enemy was making bombs that had. Um, improvised explosive devices, um, IEDs, and V-beds, vehicle-borne improvised explosive devices. And these 
bombs that they were making um, had the potential to have chemical warfare um, in them. And so if when we raided a place, my job was to protect and, and be able to um, figure out whether any of the, the um, weapons that they, that they had were potentially uh, being used to make chemical or biological weapons. Mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, and after basic training, um, I was uh, at Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, like I said, and I was with um, MPs, uh, military police. And from after basic, after I graduated basic training, I went down the road to for I, I, AIT, which is um, it, your advanced individual training. That's your training for your job. Mm -hmm. um, and I very quickly learned that I didn't want to go to war with, you know, uh, these, these people. If I was yeah. going to be, you know, getting shot at, I wanted people who cared, who gave yeah. shit, you yeah. know. And the, but in basic training, bro, it was tough because all these guys, they, they, didn't give a, they didn't give a fuck, bro. You know, mm -hmm. it was scary. Yeah. And excuse my language. No, you're um, good, bro. And so that was that that made me nervous. So I was offered the opportunity in AIT to go to airborne school, which is jumping out of planes. Yeah. Um, which was a requirement for the special operations unit that um offered this, offered um to have the qualification, go to the qualification course to become an army ranger. Yeah. Um, and so I signed up for that with a, a good friend of mine, um, Olea, who had gone right through basic with, and um, we were the two to sign up. And we went to jump school together or airborne school together at Fort Benning, Georgia, after mm -hmm. graduating um, AIT, the Advanced Individual Training. And, um, he didn't make it through. Uh, oh, he made it through jump school. He got his wings. Um, it took me a little. I got held back because I had this major who um, I had on this night jump that we did. My my, <laughs> I freaking went with the wind. They call it um, running with the wind. And um, I didn't pull the proper uh, the proper way. And so I went really fast into the ground oh, and hard. Yeah. And um, so what ended up happening is he was right behind me. And he told me, because I was kind of, I dazed myself. I hit my head on the ground hard. And it was just all out of sorts. Yeah. And he, um, like, kind of was, um, he kind of yelled at me. He was like, well, not really yelled, but he was like, soldier, get up. Let's get moving. Yeah. I, I had a lot of friends through all of it, you know, um, and I had made friends with these guys, these Marines um, who were becoming um, Marine recon. And I was trying to become an Army Ranger and these guys were trying to become Marine recons, mm -hmm. um, which is like the special forces of the Marines. And I was becoming the special ops of the Army. And that's who I thought were giving me like just tough, tough rads, they call it in the military. It's like just trying to get Give me a tough time yeah yeah so um i was like fuck off <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um 
not knowing that it was a major, a very high ranking officer mm-hmm. um, who had who had said that. So he um, went to the um, the higher ups at my airborne school um, and he didn't want me to graduate with his class. So I got held back um, wow. and um, I graduated with the class right behind mine. Um, so after graduating airborne school, I went through um, the Ranger Indoctrin program. Mm-hmm. Um, it was rip. And that was at the time, it was a month long um, indoctrination course. Um, there was requirements you had to do uh, uh, a certain ruck, which is like a hike with a um, 60 pound backpack um, rucksack. Yeah. Um, you had to um, pass a water a water uh, efficiency course, a swim 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 test, pretty much. Um, you had to um, a shooting a shooting requirement qualifications. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the biggest and it was all hell, bro. It, it, it just was a tough thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the hardest though was land nav. Um, and basically you and another ranger buddy um, had this map. You had a compass, you had a map, and you had to walk 20 miles out to, to, this, um, to this site, this land nav site. Mm-hmm. And after not sleeping and having to do push-ups and bring down our whole just – our, our whole like living thing where we were staying, our, our, our barracks, we had to bring down everything in our room the night before, mm-hmm. um, set it up outside and then plug all this stuff up. We, we, were, we were exhausted from the night before. And then we had to do this 20 mile rock hike out to this land nav site. Yeah. When we get to this land nav site, we get smoked out there, push ups, um, flutter kicks, running crazy um so anyway we were really tired yeah and um my my ranger buddy that i got paired with we were told never leave your ranger buddy Mm -hmm. they instilled in us that it was very important to never leave your ranger buddy no matter what now after being told this i tried to be the best ranger i could be and never leave my ranger buddy mm-hmm. despite the fact that he he was he couldn't hack it he didn't want to do the land nav that we were sent out to do he was exhausted just like the rest of us were and he wanted to rest so what do i what do i do you know yeah yeah i tell, I tell him i was like no we got to do this like you know we had at the time we had um three points that we had found yeah that I have found because <laughs> he wasn't trying to do anything, you know. Um, and I need I wanted to find them all, all five, you know, but we had to get moving. We had to keep moving always. And he was tired, I was tired too. But right. we had to get it, we had to get it gone. We had to get we had to get moving, get it done. So he didn't want to do it. He was exhausted, he was tired, he kept complaining, and he wanted to rest. So there was this clearing. That was um, in the land nav site that that, that we were using. That's huge thing in Fort Benning. This mm-hmm. huge piece of land, and it had these markers with 
um, the coordinates on them and um, like a number, you know. So it would be, for instance, this this um, pole sticking out of the ground, right, yeah. with this sign on it that said Alpha, which is A, and then it would have the coordinates. So it would be um, in parentheses zero one five two comma you know, point yeah. three nine six five, you know, comma yeah. parentheses. And then, so then you look down and you see, okay, yeah, this was um, point, you know, you mark down that point that you found and see if it was the point that you were going out to, that you were supposed to get. Because mm. they had them all over the place, you know. Mm. And there's one every like 15 miles or 10 miles or five miles. So they were all different um, like distances. So what my ranger buddy, me, what my ranger buddy and, and me decided to do was go to the farthest one first, get that out of the way and work yeah. our way back towards uh, our, our camp where we were staying. And so the far, he, he was exhausted. He didn't want to do it. So when we got to this clearing, he begged me to rest, you know? So finally, um, I gave in. I, I fucked up. That was my bad. I shouldn't have given in. I should have forced him to keep it moving. Um, however, I understood too. Um, so I let him rest. He ended up falling asleep. And... Um, Two other, another team walked up on our position, saw him sleeping, and so they asked, they decided to crash too. Um, I was the only one um, awake at this time, pretty much watching over them, you know, um, and getting frustrated because I wanted to get these points found and head back to, to you know, the, the camp, get mm -hmm. this done. With. Yeah. Um, and these dudes were just sleeping, you know, yeah, and I, yeah. I looked foolish, you know, um, just being, uh, I'm, I'm, I was 22 when I joined, um, in 2008. Um, and these were kids like 19 years old, like just out of high school and shit, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and like, I understood cause it's tiring, but this is what they signed up to be. They signed up to be the best, you know? So we tried to to push them to be their best and the best don't rest like that you know what i mean like if this was a war they wouldn't be out sleeping and shit like that yeah that didn't work bro it, they you know they didn't listen to nothing i was saying they they just wanted to sleep um so they did and i was up cuz i couldn't ever just leave my my ranger buddy that's what i was told yeah so, trying to be what I am, the best at what I was doing, I didn't move. So I was the only one freaking awake watching over three other rangers sleeping. This is nighttime now, my guy, and it's like pitch black. We don't have the night vision um, goggles on. Out of, the, out of this clearing, remember, like we were in this clearing. Mm -hmm. So it was all wooded. It was a swamp, like a, a swampy area. Um, there's wild pigs out here, you know. It was it was not an area that 
it's nice. It's grimy. It's just the woods. It's, it's nasty. Mm-hmm. It's tough. It, it's uh, hard terrain, you know. So I just wanted to get this done, head back, and eat a eat a meal, do what we, whatever we were going to do. I knew it wasn't going to be easy. I knew we were going to get smoked. So I just wanted to get this part done. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, this other, you out of nowhere, my guy, this whole, this team of soldiers just walks out of the woods. They have night vision goggles on. I look down at my chest. I have a red dot. Oh, wow. Like not just one, five or six red dots all moving around on my chest. Like, like, oh, yeah. you know, I have five of them just focused yeah. <laughs> right on my kill zone. You know, yeah. I'm not on, I don't have um body armor on. I don't have nothing on. The team, they walk out and it's a ranger, it's a ranger unit and they're, practicing because um it, it turned out to be charlie's charlie uh company and they were their team was working on um um uh moving and mm. moving in the woods mm. they walked right up on our position and granted they had already become rangers they were already rangers you know what oh, I mean? wow. yeah so they knew that we were going through rip they knew that we weren't rangers. They know that we were trying to become rangers. Yeah. You know, so um, they was testing you guys. Yeah. And these weren't, these were the people that had we become rangers after the month and we graduated, this would be the, the, the ranger buddies that we would be with, that we'd be going to war with. Yeah. Yeah. So the um, team leader was this E6 um he was the platoon leader um of charlie company but he did he was the team leader at the time of this movement that they were practicing and when he walked up on a walked up on me he was more than pissed off you know um he grabbed he grabbed me um picked me up and asked me what the fuck i was doing you know um and i told him i was told never to leave my ranger buddies and didn't know what to do when my ranger buddies, you know, wanted to rest. Um, he kicked the rest of them awake. So now there's four, there's two, um, me, my, my ranger buddy and two other, another team. Mm-hmm. And then another team had showed up out of nowhere. So there's six of us now that had gotten caught by this, um, by this team that yeah. had moved up out of the woods on them. So we're all getting yelled at, you know, it, it was bad, you know, um, having this sergeant all up in your face, screaming at you. They, they are practicing, but this is life or death. They don't want to go to war. They don't want, you know, these clowns ever with them in a serious yeah, situation. Yeah. You know, they can't even stay awake for land nap. You know, which I totally understand and, and, you know, and get, um, but I didn't know it, like I was stuck. I was, it was a cash 22 for me. Hmm. I would have gotten in trouble if I had left him and been like, you know, I got to go do what I need to do and bounce on him. 
because I would have left my ranger buddy, something that I, you're never supposed to do. Yeah. But I got in trouble for staying with him. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I didn't know what to do. It was wrong. It was a, you know, you will be in a bad situation regardless if you left him or if you stayed. Yeah. Yep. A rock and a hard place. Yeah. You yeah. yeah. You can't win either, no matter what way. <laughs> so um, we ended up all getting recycled. Now, land nav is week three mm-hmm. of a four week qualification course. Okay. After this, it's, I mean, it was still hard. You still had, you know, stuff that you had the, the shooting qualification and you had to do um, like this whole, this, um, after the, the, the shooting and you do, you learn how to move um, in like the huts that they, that they live in. Um, Are you guys, and, so I'm sorry. Um, so is all military trained to kill? Um, yes, do in basic training, you, we all learn, um, you all first are broken down. They have phases in basic training. It's the red phase, um, red phase, white phase, and then blue phase or red, blue, red, red, white, and blue. Um, the red phase is the suckiest phase. That's when the drill sergeants are in your face. They scream at you. They throw your, your shit around. Um, but the whole time, um, you all get taught. Um, but it depends. Uh, and that, that's why I'm having a tough time describing. Because um, some, some jobs, you go, your basic training is also part of your advanced individual training. Um, for certain MOSs, infantry um, or eleven Bravo is the nomenclature um, for the for your job. Those mm-hmm. those are the, the the infantry dudes are like the young the young gung ho. Let's go kill some motherfuckers type. Yeah, you know? yeah, energy um, crazy. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that MOS though, um, they their basic and AIT is together it's mixed in 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 one so when they graduate they've also graduated their ait and they just go straight to their unit or go to um airborne school or something okay um my mos the chemical biological radiological nuclear weapons specialist mos um we went to basic and then we went to ait they were separated um and what, which one's the red um, it's just that's the phase um, oh, okay. of of like so red phase you you don't get any room they are breaking you of civilianness you're becoming um, a soldier they do everything they can to break you of of the habits of a civilian okay so you're it's the most grueling you know um they break you down yeah explain what you go through during that red that red so during red phase this is when the drill sergeant this is the classic um you're you're doing push-ups for not having your bed perfectly made you can't bounce a quarter off your bed you have one you have one crease one um corner loop one 
um, kitty corner, as they call it, loose or not 45 degrees, um, then your bed is going to be torn apart. If your locker isn't perfect with your, with your ACUs closed perfectly aligned with two fingers um, in between each, um, what are they called, hanger? Um, what are those things? Those things that you hang up. A hanger? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They needed to have two fingers in between each. Um, and they needed to be in specific order. Now, your shirts and socks needed to be perfect. They had to be rolled six inches. Your shirts had to be rolled six inches, tucked. Um, no creases. Your socks had to be roll i'll show you i'll show you the socks i don't have my i don't have my shirts um neatly made but hold up Let's you still do it to this day to this day yep. <laughs> it's this become habit yeah. um, this is an example of um my socks wow so that it they had to be this is a better example okay but yeah. you see how they are rolled and the smiley fit the smiley yeah. type yeah it's, yeah so they had to all be like that and the shirts had to be perfectly aligned like that as well um and rolled um i still actually damn i, I still do it with everything <laughs> be six six like inches um but just everything had to be just neat um beyond I don't know, beyond me. Um, and like I said, when you go into, oh, sorry. Um, no, I was talking about military. Um, when you're, you have your hangers lined in the closet, they all have to, you have to have two fingers, like I said earlier, separating each. Um, so if it wasn't that way, then everything was getting thrown up, thrown out. And because mine was perfect, they took all my stuff out of my, my locker, stuffed it in my um, military um, sweats that they give you, <laughs> and they put it on a bed. When we came in from something, I thought somebody was laying on my bed. I was so <laughs> mad. <laughs> yeah. And that's but if you are the, good? Because mine was perfect. Mine what, was perfect. So they fuck with your shit, even if it's perfect. Yep. Wow. <laughs> um, it's just because, like, <laughs> if it's perfect, they're gonna mess. They're gonna take it apart, and so you're gonna have to re put it up. Wow. Perfectly. You know. Wow. So explain so that's, the, um, the blue. So that was red. That's red face. Um. After white face, you have a little more, um, you, you, you have a little more, they're not as in your face. You have a little more respect from the drill sergeants. Blue phase, the last phase, you have full respect. You are now a soldier. The civilian is no longer in, at, is, is, you are becoming, uh, you are fully a soldier. So the, the drill sergeants talk to you as you are, as they would talk to any private, yeah, yeah, um, or whatever rank you are. If you go to college and you're a specialist, but um, you're E one to E four, um, 
which is enlisted. It's an enlisted rank. I went in as an E1, um, but I was really, like I said, I would try to be the best soldier I could be. And I have, you know, um, I gained a lot of respect from the drill sergeants. So they um, always just talked to me with respect, yeah. um, even, even in red face. Even when they were yelling at me, they would not yell at me like they would yell at other people who were ate up. Because even when I was getting yelled at, they knew that my my shit was on point, you know. Yeah. Um, but so, but blue face is um more respect, and they're getting you ready to go to your unit. Um, so. Basically, you're, you're moving state. You're moving to different state. Um, are you, are you sometimes? Sometimes other like I was in Missouri, so um, my AIT was there too. So other other people. Like I went to to basic with MPs. So there they were OSED, which means. That was like one of the um, jobs that their basic and AIT were together. That's that's they were that. So their basic and AIT were all one. So when they graduated um, basic, they had graduated AIT too. You know. Yeah. Um, but me, I still had a hell of a lot more training um, somewhere else. But it was still on Fort Leonard Wood base. Mm-hmm. Um, but after graduating AIT, that's when I went to, to airborne school. And I told you about that, uh, graduating after graduating airborne school, airborne school is at Fort Benning in Georgia. Mm. Um, and that's where, um, the Rangers were too, um, just up the road. Yeah. The Rangers were in a, um, they were closed off. A special operations unit. We were in a brown fence. We had all the newest equipment, new guns, new um, military uh, uniforms. Um, basically, we wore um, different body armor, um, lighter, um, less restrictive. Uh, it's just top top of the line you're also with with like every it's all male unit so there no female could be an army ranger yeah yeah um so until recently i heard that that's changed now which is weird um and actually that ranger school no so still nobody uh females can't be special operations soldiers but they can go through one of the hardest um, um, schools that the army has to offer, which is our uh, ranger school. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between a tabbed ranger and what I was, um, an army ranger. That's um, confusing, but. Yeah, let me ask you a question. Um, <laughs> have you, so a lot of like people that's in the military, they, uh, they gain PTSD. Have you ever, have you ever gained that? Um, my post-traumatic stress came from my childhood. Um, Explain that. Okay. So I had it. Post-traumatic stress disorder um, is 
when you have a lot of people have it due to how they grew up, the environment in which they live, mm -hmm. um, gangs, shootings, um, having to see people, um, you know, beat up, having to live, either beating up people um, to, to live, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you grew up in a tough area, then, you know, most likely you're going to have post-traumatic stress disorder from what you've either been through or what you've witnessed, mm -hmm. um, what you've seen, you know? Mm -hmm. And so where I grew up, um, I grew up in Spanish Harlem. And at the time there was the, the crack epidemic was huge. There was gangs all around. Um, and so my post-traumatic stress disorder, um, I had from my childhood, what I saw, what I witnessed, what I've been through growing up. Can you tell me something that you, like, is there anything crazy have you seen during your childhood? Um, I saw somebody get curbed. Well, like. Um, that's like, their, their. Um, with a mouth on the curve? Yeah, and kicked. And they stomped it on their head? Stomped on their head, yeah. Um, how, old then, you, how old was you when you seen that? I was in, um, I was young. I started playing violin in first grade. I was in first or second, second grade. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. It was bad. Wow. That's, that's, that's crazy, bro. Yeah. So, um, when did you, when, so when, when did you leave the military? I got out of the military in 2008. So, I mean, I'm sorry, 2010. I joined in 2008 and I got out in 2010. And then did you move? So that's when you moved to New Hampshire? I moved to Boston. Oh, Boston. So I was, um, I was stationed in, um, I got injured um, and I have no memory. 2009, uh, right after I graduated um, the Ranger Induction Program, I decided to stay with 3rd Ranger Battalion. Um, so I decided to stay in Georgia. After you graduate, you have a choice of what unit you want to go to, what Ranger Battalion you want to go to. Um, so there is four Ranger Battalions. There is 1st Ranger Battalion, which is in Savannah, Georgia. They're more um, loosely based. Um, Savannah, the, the first battalion like idea is they're like the cowboys. They kind of, you know, are not as strict, more, more just gunslingers, gun you know what I mean? Um, second Ranger Battalion is a little more um, strict. It's in Seattle, Washington. Um, a big, that's a lot of rain. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not about that. So I didn't want to go there. <laughs> and it was already out before I even became, um, went through rip. <laughs> um, I was pretty much told that I was going to be in, in third Ranger battalion. Um, so I picked third Ranger battalion because that's what I, you know, yeah, was told. Yeah. And so I was um, third Ranger Battalion and Alpha Company um, and headquarters platoon. Mm. 
pronounce the uh, the NCOIC, or even though I wasn't NT, I was in an NCO. I was um, an E two by then. Um, after graduating RIP and going through the airborne school, I became an E two um, and um, ended up staying with third battalion. Um, but right after we had graduated RIP, our guys were getting ready to go over. Um, and I can say now, but this was all classified and I wasn't allowed to talk about where we were going. Um, but we were deploying to Afghanistan. Um, so I had to fit um, my whole unit, even though I, we had, I literally didn't know anybody. Um, this is in Boston, right? No, nah, this was in uh, Georgia. Oh, uh, okay. When I, when, when I graduated the Ranger Indoctrine Program, and stayed in um, Third Ranger Battalion, um, and Alpha Company was the company that I that I went to. Um, our our guys were we were deploying. Um, so my job, because I was an NCOIC of uh, the chemical the chemical biological, I'll just call it Seaburn. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Seaburn cage. My job was to fit um everybody with a gas mask mm -hmm. um a chemical mask and um, <laughs> we were all supposed to have those when we went to war just in case there was any chemical threat or whatever we could put it on yeah okay so um and our mob and our uh, mob gear which is the same thing it's just what we wear mm. but um so i fit everybody with their masks um and then they left. Um, they deployed. The people who grad just graduated um, the the Ranger Indoctrine Program. We had to be trained, um, and then we met. Then we went over um, what they call the halfway bird. Um, so they trained us up, um, and I'm not even gonna get involved discussing that as a whole. <laughs> um, but we had to learn how to move, how rangers move. We had to become uh, very, very comfortable shooting. And even even me, um, and I was an infantry, but I, I thought I was I thought I was an infantryman <laughs> um, by just the, the way that we trained. Mm -hmm. um, and then after that, um, we got a we got one jump in. Um, so but it was like it was like a celebratory jump out of the bird. Um, it wasn't in any ACUs. We we wore our PT, our PT uniform. Mm. Um, so it was like, uh, hey, it's like a fun, you know. Yeah. So um, after that, um, we went over and we went over to Afghanistan. Um, how 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 we go over. So we deploy on our own, um, our own planes and shit like how that. How was that? How, how's it feel to be in Afghanistan? Like, um, I don't remember. What? Like, you just don't remember? Or are you like, what I got, you? when I got hurt, um, I got into, I had a, uh, I got into a supposed, supposedly I got into a car accident. Um, this after the military or? No, this was in the middle. This was. This was in 2009. Um, I was still in the military. Okay. And um, this was 
at the same time that I was deployed. So I don't know. Um, and that that's what is messing with my memory. Like my memory, I was in a coma for two and a half weeks. Two weeks. Uh, from a car accident? Yes, supposedly. <laughs> that's after um, so you got in a car accident when you got deployed to Afghanistan? Um, it was around the same time. They said that when I when I came home, um, I got into a car and was speeding around the airfield and got into a car accident. It was in, so it wasn't when I was deployed. They said, well, we were home. Oh. Um, but um, yeah, I, I don't I don't remember anything. Like, they, sent I don't, you, they sent you home after that? Um, no, I was, um, in a coma and I woke up at Fort Benning. Um, and then I was shipped to, or flown to, um, be closer to my family to rehab, to rehabilitate. Um, so I was sent to, um, New Jersey, West Orange, New Jersey, um, this place called, uh, Kessler, um, which is this hospital. Uh, after I was there, I went to a, a VA hospital in Tampa, and then I got in trouble there for getting caught with alcohol in my room, so I was sent back to my unit um, at Fort Benning. Mm. Um, after being at Fort Benning, I went. I spoke to my chaplain, and I went um, from a Ranger battalion to a Wounded Soldier battalion. Uh, still at Fort Benning. And then, um, like, this was recently after my, my brain injury. I wasn't, like, thinking clearly or, you know, doing the right thing. So I just wanted out of the military at that point. Mm -hmm. um, so then I got out, requested to get out, um, and got out in 2010. Okay. That's when you moved to Boston? That is when I was flown to Boston, yep. Oh, yeah, family out there? In Boston, no. So you just moved well, out there by yourself? Yep. Wow. I um, it was where I left. Um, I was where I I was. I joined the military in Brighton. I left, flown from Boston to Missouri. Actually, not flown. I bus. We bust. Um, that was a long ass busing. But um, yeah. after in Georgia, I decided I got flown back to Boston and I stayed with a friend that I graduated high school with um, for a couple nights. And then I went to um, the veteran shelter in Boston, mm. this VA shelter. Okay. So and then be, no, go ahead, go ahead. Then to be closer to the, um, to the VA hospital, I moved, I went to a shelter in um, Jamaica Plain. Okay. So what made you move to Manchester? Um, when I found out that um, my girlfriend at the time was pregnant with my child. Yeah, tell me about that because you you became homeless a couple of times, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was homeless when I first got out of the military um, and, and came back to Boston. I was at the, the VA shelter in, um, on Court Street in the middle of Boston for um, like two weeks. 
and then moved closer to the VA hospital. So I was in Jamaica Plain at the Shattuck, which is a shelter um, in Jamaica Plain. Um, after I went to a bunch of like psych wards and hospitals and um, wound well, up- Why did you go to a psych ward? Uh, I had a traumatic brain injury. Um, so um, I suffered from uh, uh, mental, mental problems. Okay. And so I, I was trying to get like medication and get help for the traumatic brain injury. Okay. So you basically like, like, just bring yourself in type yeah thing. Okay. yeah okay um i wasn't i wasn't sleeping um for a while and i was smoking um weed at the time um which was making me paranoid as shit and um people in the shelter this one dude in the shelter was fucking with me and um like not not like I don't even think he I don't even think he was fucking with me, but I can't remember. Um, but just like um I don't know. Like I just was uncomfortable, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um and so I kept on going to these hospitals or whatever, um, looking for medication to sleep. So I needed, I needed help sleeping. I was on all these medications in the military and then didn't have um, any other, uh, after my meds ran out, I didn't have nothing. <laughs> so I was looking to um, get medication. Um, and so I was going to these hospitals and, and these psych wards to get these psych medications that I needed for uh, my brain injury, mm -hmm. or so I thought. Um, and then I wound up meeting some chick and moving into a place in Framingham together with her. What happened with that? Um, she turned out to be crazy. <laughs> uh, and um, I broke up with her. Um, and so then I um, got into a place that was like a sober house. Yeah. I got into the sober house in, in Framingham and then moved to Marlboro, uh, Mass. Um, and got kicked out of the sober house in Marlboro, Mass for smoking weed. <laughs> um, and they became homeless again. And I was working two jobs in Marlboro, Mass. I was working at... Um, Actually, no, just one job. No, two jobs. I was working um, cleaning at Planet Fitness, and I was also working um, as a server in uh, uh, downtown Marlboro mm. um, and working out every day. So I was, you know, pretty good size. Um, mm. Then uh, I became homeless because I got kicked out of uh, my sober house. And um, I moved in with a friend of a friend in um, uh, this place. Um, I can't remember the name right now, but it was near Framingham. Um, 
in Holliston, Holliston. Um, and I moved into an apartment there. Um, and then from there, I got my own place because um, I was working uh, a lot of hours at Dunkin' Donuts um, and making good money. And I got a place in um, uh, Lemonster, um, Lemonster, Mass, on my own. It was a one-bedroom apartment. Um, it was always my first one-bedroom. And I, um, uh, that's where I met the girl from Manchester, my child's mother. Okay. Um, and she called me up. Um, telling me that she was pregnant because the first I think the only time that she came to see me was she came over uh met me at my place <laughs> and um you know we got it in uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. and she called me a couple weeks later telling me she was pregnant wow um, so the first time you first the first time that she got pregnant yeah I mean it was more than once a couple times um like i don't know i think like two or three times um before she left so okay. um makes sense yeah um but that was the first time meeting her in person um and then she hit me up and i didn't trust her and i didn't know really what she was about yeah and, Come to find out, um, I moved. Um, I left my apartment in Lemonster. I moved to Manchester. Um, I had my license, but I didn't have a car. Um, when I moved out here, I got a car. Um, was giving her half of my check, um, no matter where I worked. Um, I started at working at Complete, um, and, and then got like a sales job. Um, at this place called, Com um, not complete, <laughs> um, uh, clear choice, clear choice, home improvements. Okay. Um, and I was making, oh, you muted yourself, bro. You muted. There you go. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. You muted yourself. Uh so I was making nine hundred dollars, uh, which is crazy. That's a lot of money in a oh, week. Yeah. Um, and I was also uh, delivering pizzas at night, um, and trying to support our family. Um, and then I had kind of like this feeling that she was cheating on me and stuff. And when our son was. Our son was born. Uh, I found out, um, like, I didn't want to have any more kids with her. I just wanted to focus on our son because I didn't really trust her. She yeah. kept push pushing me to, like, marry her and, you know. Wow. Yeah. And, um, um, yeah, uh, I ended up um, getting forced to uh, leave the house because she claimed, um, her daughter claimed that um, I came into the room and touched her when she was sleeping. Um, and that was something that um, 
I feel like her mom had been setting up on me because I didn't want to have any more kids with her. Wow. Um, and kept wow. pushing. Yeah. So I went to jail out here for like seven months. And um, um yeah, it was just it was fucked up, bro. Um, a lot of a lot of fucked up shit. And I remember like my lawyer um didn't didn't do he didn't defend me. You know what I'm saying? Like he just um did the least that he could do. Um so um I ended up pleading guilty um just so I could get out of jail and go home. After seven months, they offered me um they offered me three different times. They would plead guilty. Um and um you won't have to register as a sex offender. You just have to um, go, go to prison or whatever, something like that. They offered me like two or three different deals. Yeah, but I wasn't, but I wasn't guilty or anywhere near guilty. And I actually, like a year before um, that, this this claim to happen, um, I told my friends that I felt like she was setting me up for something, and yeah. I left her. I packed everything I had in in my vehicle um at the time and moved out of the house and went to live with them mm -hmm. um and um like my lawyer didn't um call him or anything like that um try to get proof of that um that i knew a year before that she was trying that she she was setting me up for something you know no. um so after seeing kind of like how the system was rigged to to make me look bad and to kind of fuck me over. So you just played guilty. I just played guilty. Yeah, because you know they would have tried to smoke your ass if you would have. They would have smoked trial. Yeah, they would have. Yeah. And not only that, but then I would have had to plead, uh, uh, register as a sex offender yeah. the rest of my life, and I was like, nah, hell no. Um, and. So it was just time served, um, and that was it. Literally, time served, go home. Uh, if I if I had pled, so yeah. I was like, I mean, you know, fuck, I'm gonna do that. So my lawyer ain't ain't about shit, and he's not gonna defend me. Yeah. So I didn't really have so, an option. So uh, tell me, um, how how was it living on the streets in Manchester? Uh, it was tough. I mean, um. I was homeless um I when I got out of jail um I went straight uh well even before the even before I went to the jail like when I when I left her a year before a year before this happened I packed up everything in my in my vehicle um I had I didn't I got a DUI right before right before so mm -hmm. um I wasn't supposed to drive. <laughs> I was supposed to just drive to work and that was it. But yeah. I was living in my car, you know? Yeah. And depressed about her because I, I knew that she was cheating on me, that she was setting me up for some shit and that, you know, she didn't want me to have my son in my life. So I was all just, I was all fucked up. Mm -hmm. um, so I was staying with my my boys, um, but it was still, it was, it was hard, you know, um, living in the street out here. Um, that's not what I was used to. That's not what I wanted. I was used to having a place of my own, you know, um, 
when I went to the shelter, I lost a lot of clothes. I lost so, so all my stuff, like literally everything that I owned, I lost, I had stolen, um, got into drugs, like started moving just to make a dollar, you know? Well, and Can you tell me, you don't have to tell me, but what, what was it like? What was your choice of drug? Well, I went from just smoking weed to, uh, moving hard and, um, I didn't do hard. Um, then I met this chick when I was moving hard, I was making good money. Um, and I got me a place at the firebird. Um, and I was living there and, um, I met this chick that, um, she was into down. Um, and so she convinced me to start selling down. Um, and I sold down and gave her free down all the time. Um, she was living with me for free, whatever. Yeah. Um, and um, then I got frustrated with just giving her free drugs all the time, man. Yeah. Getting fucked up and, you know, um, just struggling, you know, getting getting people stealing from me, but not in a way that I could catch, you know what I mean? Like, people being sneaky. Um, just, just, just tough shit, you know? Yeah. And, um, so then I started getting into it and fucking my, it was, I got just depressed because, you know, I couldn't see my son. Um, man, no matter what I did, um, I just, like, I knew a year before that I should stay away from her. I tried to get away from her and, you know, um, I live with my, my boys, whatever. And, you know, they, she, called them up and convinced them that she was in love with me and that she wanted me back home. I needed to go back home. So um, I moved back in with her and then fucking come to find out she, she finally won. She finally set me up because um, I had left her. Um, and um, it was fucked up. Um, and I went after getting out of jail. I was all fucked up in the head, you know. Um, but I didn't know what to do. I started moving um, hard, then started moving down, then started doing down, and um, uh, getting really bad. I went to um, get clean, and I got clean, graduated from a program. Uh, I graduated from this program three times, and um, the last time I, I went into sober um, a sober house, <laughs> Um, and then um, somebody hit, hit me up at the sober house. Uh, this new guy came up to me and was like, yo, bro, um, you know where I could get something? And I used to move a lot of weight. Yeah. Um, um, so I went and got hit up an old connect. Um, and then I started thinking um, I could just do this a little bit. And made that mistake and, yeah. <laughs> and fucking um the guy kicked out of the sober house um i was living with the the chick that got me into it um and her husband um and her husband, she her husband? <laughs> yeah. wait he was living with her and her husband yeah oh shit in a tent um and then like she started like this chick started to just get crazy and um 
now she left her husband, but not for me, like it was supposed to be. Um, she she left him for some other dude. Um, and um, I had pneumonia and a blood clot on my lung, and I ended up falling out on um, seven days, um, right outside seven days. Wow. Um, Cause I had um, pneumonia and a blood clot on my lung. Yeah. Um, I just was so sick. Like, like, and I didn't even know it though. Um, and I just was like sitting down. I knew I, I didn't feel right. You know, I was just really tired. Um, and my ribs hurt. Um, like I had gotten like kicked in the ribs by a mule or something. Yeah. <laughs> my ribs hurt. Um, but I couldn't figure it out. And um, I went to sit down or whatever and just, like, passed out. Bang, hit the floor. Wow. Um, the ambulance was called. I went to the um, hospital. They find out that I have pneumonia and a blood clot on my lung. Um, so I stayed there for three weeks. And um, luckily, when I was there, I got into this place, this um, veterans housing. Mm-hmm. veterans transitional housing and ever since then i got my act together um i stopped talking to that chick um fucking yeah it's been straightening up that's good ass. bro yeah that's good bro man it was nice talking to you dude it was good to talk to you too my man i know that was a long-winded oh bro it was good bro <laughs> like people want to hear this shit bro people want to you know like, this is why I'm doing this, so people can tell their story to the world. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of people that have stories that are, you know, have they have a chip on their shoulder or, you know, and they want to let let it out. So, yeah. and exactly why I'm doing this. So, I appreciate talking to you, bro. I appreciate you too, brother. And, it's you know, it's, um I know you knew that I was in the military or whatever. And, you know, I think. You, you knew a, a little bit of my story, but not the whole. Yeah, thing. and I'm glad that I know because I didn't know a lot about about you, bro. And we, you know, what I mean, we was kicking it like crazy, me, Justin. Yeah, you know, so. No. That, I like, you know, what I mean, that's why I'm doing it, bro. You know, to, yeah, to know more people. about people. You know what I mean? So. That's what's up, man, and I thank you. Facts. I got you. I'll let you know when I'm, I upload. I upload your. Uh, upload this. So I'm, gonna right, do it in, right. I'm gonna do it in parts. So, all right, let me know. All right, bro. Have a good day, bro. You as well. Thank you. All right, man. If you like this episode, you will love the video version on YouTube. Subscribe, baby.